Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Little Bit Weebish. This is the podcast where I, Megan Cardenas, chat with my friends about the anime that we love episode by episode. And I am so excited because not only are we kicking things off with the new anime, I also have a new guest co-host. So today we're going to start talking about Toilet Bound Hanukkah-kun with Kaylee Wheeler. Kaylee, how are you doing? Woo, so excited! I've been waiting for so long, and I just love this anime, so I'm really excited to do this. Oh my gosh, seriously, I am so excited to talk about it with you, because, um, let's be honest, I stumbled upon this anime on happy circumstances, but then I totally influenced you to also watch it, and it's mm-hmm. like, we both have mutually fallen in love with this anime and this manga series, and so yeah, couldn't have picked anyone else to talk about it with other than you. So super glad that you're here. Yay! Yes, I know. You're like you literally started my love for this. So it's like full circle, like, yeah, let's get it. Seriously. So for those of you who don't know, um, or haven't listened to any of the mini weebs, long ago, I feel like I talked about this on a mini weeb episode, but how I got into Toilet Bound Hanukkah-kun basically was scrolling, I think, Funimation or Hulu. But I saw Toilet Bound Hanukkah-kun and I was like, ew, is this like... <laughs> I was like, is this like Captain Underpants type of humor? Like, is, you know, because Toilet Bound. I don't know why they had to make it that um, that title. Because honestly, it put me off for the longest time. But then I was like, you know what? The art style looks beautiful. I'm just going to give it a whirl. And little did I know how much I would fall in love with it. I've become obsessed. I immediately after watching the the anime two times, I immediately started reading the series. And it's just been a love for me ever since then. And what about you, Kaylee? Talk about how you stumbled onto Toilet Bound Hanukkah-kun. Well, I had to go back in our Instagram messages from like a year ago. I was like, I know Megan recommended this to me. I'm like, I got to find the message. So I was like, hey, I just got done with Kamasami Kiss because you recommended that to you on a mini weave. And I was like, I need more rom-coms in my life. That's probably my favorite genre, especially comfort anime, like rom-coms. Uh, I was like, well, yes. what do you recommend? And you're like, don't be put off by the name, but <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll go to try. And then just, uh, it's part of my soul now. Like <laughs> it's nearly a yes. part of my It has to be top five for me. Um, just favorite uh, anime of all time, I think. So 100% agree with you there. I, if I have, ever an opportunity to recommend a new anime or a new manga to someone, I always now suggest suggest this to them. It is just so good. And okay, for anyone who has put this off also, I have said my piece about it. Kaylee said her piece about it. But I also want to give a recommendation from uh, someone that posted on my anime list, that website. It was just so good. So you don't have to take it 
you know, solely off of our word. This came from Stark 700. Um, it says, with all the negative news about the coronavirus going on this year, so obviously this is a little bit dated, um, I figured there's bound to be at least one or two, sh one or more shows that would relax and indulge myself in. When I saw the English version of the title, it reminded me that, uh, that people had been hoarding toilet paper it's like <laughs> yeah, we've all been <laughs> transported in time we all remember that um but stark 700 continues but upon finishing this supernatural gem i found mm -hmm. myself eager for more sometimes in life there comes a surprise that hits you out of nowhere sometimes there's a show out there that doesn't seem to meet the uh show out there that doesn't seem seem what it well oh, Hold on. Where am I reading? Everything's become a blur. Okay. Sometimes there's a show out there that doesn't seem what meets the eye. And to say that in a positive light, it's something we need about now. Perhaps Toilet Pound Hanukkah attracts more of a niche audience. But in the modern world today, this is a safe recommendation that I can suggest to anyone. For a supernatural comedy, the show knows its intentions from day one and isn't afraid to be over the top but at the same time it's confident enough to be right where it needs to feel where it feels comfortable if you're having a stressful day and want to catch a break this anime is your remedy the world needs this one right about now isn't that an amazing review i love that it is a gem like it's not nearly as popular as it really should be like it's a sleeper for sure and people need to be it's the cast is amazing like i just there's no bad thing about it really so true it is my comfort anime i feel like mm -hmm. i've watched this a billion times now just between actively watching it and then playing it in the background mm -hmm. people if you haven't watched it please watch it for the sake of this episode because it's so good. And then you'll thank us later. You'll hunt me down and you'll hunt Kaylee down and be like, you guys are right. So, <laughs> but I will say everyone, we are shaking things up. We are going to talk about the anime in one episode, maybe two, if depending on time, but we're not going to be going the traditional episode by episode. Oh no. We're going to be doing this all hopefully in one to two episodes, ideally one. But then we're going to be going manga volume by manga volume over the next Ooh. few episodes after this. Not the full series, don't worry. But we're going to be going manga volume by manga volume. And I literally can't wait for that. But now that we have all that to look forward to, let's dive right in. Let's start talking about the anime. And we're going to kick it off in two chunks. Part one, which is going to cover episodes one through six. So Kaylee, do you want to tell everyone the description about those episodes? Yes. So Yashiro Nene is looking for ghostly help with her love life. But when Hanako-san, the w wish granting spirit that haunts a girl's bathroom stall turns out to be a boy, she may end up getting more and less than she bargained for. In the process of becoming the ghost, Hanako's human assistant, she processes of becoming the, right, sorry. <laughs> She, I lost my voice. <laughs> she meets other school mysteries and supernatural creatures hiding in plain sight at her school. 
which is funny because I'm like, is this Hogwarts? Like for <laughs> real of things I could kill you at this school. It's just so funny. Um, forming a friendship with the amateur um, exorcist uh, co the three help maintain the balance and safety between the students and the school's other residents. Together with this trio, we learn about the scary Yosai who are really Moki, heavily motivated by candy, um, murderous, intrusive thoughts, and their rumors, the um, Muskai stairs, and the school mystery that stepped out of line by vanishing students in her boundary, a confession tree that formed couples, even those unwilling, and the four o'clock library run by another school mystery, and containing the past and future of every student the school has ever had. Despite being Hanako's assistant, Nene wants to learn more about this boy ghost with a potentially murderous past, but at what price? Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) But yes. Okay. So just, that is the gist, uh, the gist, just as a reminder for those of you who have watched it. Also, I feel like it's vague enough to where if you need convincing, you know, there's a lot that happens in Mm -hmm. those six episodes so uh hopefully that helped everyone but here's some context um i know that there's a ton of weebs out there who will probably already know this but just in case for anyone else who is less aware i want to talk about the japanese honorifics because in the title it says hanako-kun but in the first episode the title is Hanako-san. No, that is not a typo. So San is the honorific that is the Japanese equivalent to Mr., Mrs., Ms. And if the situation calls for politeness, it's usually a good fail-safe honorific to include. Hence the title of the episode, Hanako-san. Now the Kun, K-U-N, is the honorific that is usually for boys that shows affection or familiarity. Hence the name of the title uh, of the show and the manga. But also when Nene decides that they will be friends and that maybe she can call him something to show that they're friends, she decides Hanako-kun. So there's that. But then maybe you're thinking, well, what about girls? Well, the honorific for that would be Chan. And that's used to also show familiarity. Um, It's also used as a reference to cute persons or pets, regardless of gender, which fun fact, I call my dog (laughs) Momo-chan. So, (laughs) yeah, it's, she's pretty dang cute. And then, of course, there are other honorifics, but those are just the basic ones in terms of Japanese culture and in terms of this series So just a fun note for that. But you guys, we're going to just shake things up. Let's just do a casual discussion on our favorite characters. And I kind of want to start, Kaylee, with Nene Yashiro. Because, I mean, she's just so perfect. You'd think we'd start with Hanako. But no, we're going to start with Nene because she's literally the driving force between you know, knocking on those bathroom doors and then pulling us along this journey. So yeah, how would you describe our heroine? Boy crazy? Smitten kitten. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, Spunky and cute and 
Oh my gosh. But let's talk about the boy craziness because it's a main driving force for her. It really is. And I feel like we all remember being that age. I mean, I know for me that if I ever thought a boy was cute, my usual instinct would be to never talk to him. (laughs) (laughs) Ever. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But, um, but yeah, I think it's hilarious how boy crazy she is. And clearly it's a stumbling block for her because, you know, in later episodes, it really does bite her in the butt. Mm. But I think my biggest wish for her is that eventually she realizes that she is just a wonderful person in her own right and that she doesn't need some boy to like her. I get at that age, though, but there's in the in these episodes in particular, I don't know if you caught this, but when she is with Yako, number two, in the Misaki stairs, she says, you're not really in love with Misaki. You just want someone to see you. And and it's because she also learned that lesson, like she literally became a mermaid from eating that scale because she just wanted someone to like her, someone to see her. And she learned that lesson the hard way. And then here she is realizing that she's similar to Yako, that she just wanted someone to see her and it didn't have to be Misaki. Yeah. I think too, we learned that, um, she just got her heart broken after liking a guy for three years. So she did like a guy for a very long time, talked to him, and he's like, who are you? You're gross. Uh, <laughs> and you have fat chubby legs, which I can um, relate to. But I was like, oh my gosh, right. And then so I think, uh, too, she didn't care who it was. She just wanted to feel liked because her heart you know, is broken right now because she really liked this guy for a very long time. So that age too, where you like the world's falling apart and you're like, somebody notice me and I'll do anything for this. So, and she does learn her lesson because she comes, becomes the cutest little fish I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> a little gold ribbon. I just can't handle it. I love I it. So. No, she's like emo light, goth light. And I just like, freaking you know. That's the thing. Like, I love a little, like, I'm a little gothic girl at heart, and I just love skulls. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. I know. Like, turn up the paramour. Let's go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, and okay, something that is so freaking cute about Nene is that she really does play the long game when it comes to her crushes. <laughs> like, this girl knows endurance she knows she will go to all the links for the people that she likes in various mm-hmm. levels um but i think my favorite nene moment um was the failed attempt at making lunch like mm-hmm. she's so clueless and naive and but it makes her so endearing like she thought that to be cutesy to get a boy's attention, let's make him create, let's make him lunch. But the lunch figures are monster like, which is so nay nay. And again, goth light. 
emo light, but not the boy she likes, uh, you know, interest. So it's just so cute. Um, and, but you can see her growing in different ways, stumbling back at times, but you can see her growing despite this seeming flaw in her. Um, but I will say, I love, I love, I love the flirtatious back and forth teasing between Nene and Hanako. I cannot stand how much I love it. It is just so pure. I don't think I've ever wanted a ghost (laughs) and a girl to get together as much as I do sometimes with this. (laughs) Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, he's dead. He's been dead for like a decade, maybe three. (laughs) I I think a very long time. I think I saw somewhere where he's like, he died at 14, but if he was still alive, he'd be like in his 60s. So it's been like a hot minute. 1950s, maybe 60s. I don't remember. That's Mm -hmm. what my brain thought. But yeah, seriously, we've watched this so many times. Do we know every detail? No, no, Um, but I know my favorites. (laughs) Right. I love her when they're getting the arm and she's like, I can't think about being fabulous right now. I have an arm to find. (laughs) Then she stuffs her her bra and they're like, is there something different about you? She's like, no. (laughs) And then it falls down. Oh my gosh. That was, that was hilarious because then she gets so embarrassed. Like she's not embarrassed to put it on, but when it just backfires, she gets so embarrassed and she grabs the ultra padded bra and just throws it up (laughs) in the air, like mortified that it happened. And it's just like, they would know. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing's different about me. Oh my gosh, but yeah. Just um, showing her how, showing how much she does want, like, to be liked for her. She's like, if I do this, the guys will like me. Instead of just saying about herself and loving herself for how she is, so. I know. Between, I guess, her flat-chestedness and then also her <laughs> daikon legs, you know. She, legs. <laughs> exactly. She's just, like, a little insecure. But you know what? I feel like all of us can relate to that. We all can relate to being 14, 15 years old. We can relate to not liking certain parts of ourselves. We can all relate to liking some guy or some girl or somebody and them wanting to like us, maybe not for the best reasons. And yeah, she's just like the most endearing, flawed main character. Um. I want to tell everyone, just as a kind of way to convince them um, to watch this, I know that voice actors can play a huge role in people, like, deciding to listen to an episode uh, or a monk or an anime. So, everyone, I'm going to tell you the Japanese voice actors. Kaylee's got the English ones. So, Japanese, please forgive me if I botch this, but it's Kaito... Akari, Kaito Akari, uh, voices Nene, but she also voices Nezuko in Demon Slayer and oh, Kate in Shadow House, which I haven't watched that because, but I know it's ongoing. And then Suzune in Classroom of the Elite, which I haven't watched that either, but seemed like a big character. I think she's a main lead in that as well. So 
no small potatoes in my opinion who voices nene in the english dub so my personal favorite voice actress is tia um bulliard and that's who voices her love her yes so she is also happy from fairy tale and uh nanami our girl from kamasami kiss (laughs) shut up (laughs) yes and then I have, I've only watched like two episodes of this, but zero two and darling in the Frank. Um, Oh, I haven't watched that. Oh, so uh, good. Yeah. So yeah, I love her so much. She's in it. I'm, I'm about it. So I love her. Oh my gosh. Me too. Especially with Kami-sama kiss. Hello. Don't even need to ask me twice. I know. And I could tell like her voice inflect like when she's talking about some things and how she says it i'm like anatomy that's kind of an anatomy thing <laughs> so true okay well obviously we love nene but let's talk about hanako-kun he's the second character that we are introduced to so of course hanako honorable number 7 of the school mysteries and leader which i want to know who made him the leader to be honest with you. Um, but okay, here's what's crazy. Here's what's crazy, Kaylee. Is that apparently Hanako-san of the toilet is a real legend and school ghost story across Japan. So it is a thing. And the name Hanako with the ending of Ko in the name suggests that the girl the ghost is a little girl hence why nene was expecting a little girl instead of hanako the boy the teenage and boy exactly <laughs> exactly and this hanako in the legend is a little girl with a red skirt and a bob haircut and i don't know if anyone remembers this gem but this was referenced, this legend, in addition to the nine-tailed fox, a.k.a. Naruto, uh, they were mentioned in Jujutsu Kaisen. So it's kind of like this. I know, I had like to rewatch this... that. I was like, did, did he just say um, the nine-tailed fox and Hanako? <laughs> Seriously, it was like so meta. It was like, it was like, my even my husband's like, hey, that's your like toilet show or whatever and i was like thanks honey yeah it is (laughs) so yeah good times it is a real legend which i think makes it even cooler that someone's able to take a legend but then make it their own in such a cool way so yeah made me love the show even more um but i will say with this Hanako, our Hanako, his backstory, holy crap, breaks my heart. Like, physically, he's 14, which means that he died at 14. He died so young. I want to know everything about his life beforehand. Um, and in these six episodes, we don't know who he murdered, but we know that he's murdered someone. And we think, well, what made him escalate to that? He says that he misses having a friend. And I just, my heart breaks for him. Like, he's so chipper, but then he has these ultra sad moments. You know? I don't know. What do you think about it? Yeah, I mean, when we first see the knife, we don't think, like, okay, 
he kills somebody with that. But then he's just like, hey, guess what? <laughs> like, I didn't. Well, I guess Ko was just like, hey, he killed someone. And Nana's like, no way. And he's like, yep, <laughs> sure did. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, um, I do like how he is great, a great character. I love great characters. Like, it's, I'm really interested because even in the manga, as far as I, I don't know why he killed who he killed. So I I haven't gotten there either in my manga reading either. So like we couldn't even spoil it, even if we wanted to. Um, right. But yeah, and then I'm so intrigued because like he's the leader of the group. He was also told that if he did certain things that he could be absolved or forgiven of his sins. Um, and so it just, it makes me so curious about what makes him so special. What makes him this leader? There is so much mystery to him, but you can see how, so it, it kind of makes me root for Nene a little bit whenever she's like I've got to figure out Hanako I'm gonna try to like do this on the side like with the four o'clock library you know and you're just you're you're also dying for that information to figure out who he is and his backstory but just as you get a little bit more of the backstory you end up getting like maybe five or six questions as a result of it so it's good though. It's so good. Um, yeah. Now, to convince people of watching this, I wanted to say, uh, let everyone know that uh, Hanako is voiced by Ogata Megami, uh, who also voices Yuta from Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie, which. Oh, interesting. I know. I was like, hey, we just covered that. So that was crazy. Super cool. And honestly, okay, Megami just seems like the coolest person. Um, honestly, has been in so many anime and uh, so many different roles. Uh, she started voice acting as soon as 1989, with Yu Yu Hakusho being her first big role, voicing Kurama, uh, Kurama and Momo Renga. Uh, so yeah, Megami is a force to be reckoned with. She's been in a lot of different anime, so it was kind of hard for me to pick all of them. But yeah, Yuta, probably the one that a lot of us are most familiar about. But yeah, Kaylee, who voiced Hanako in the English version? So when I started, because I watched this dubbed, and I was like, I know that voice. And it is yes. Justin Brenner, our Izuku Midoriya, Deku. <gasps> and he's also Luck in Black Clover, which I did not know that that was also him. Oh, yeah. And um, Dida in Ranking of Kings. Shut up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love that. Hey, we br we're bringing Ranking of Kings back. Oh. I love yeah, that's it. What I, was I, have to this. I haven't watched that actually. I watched the first episode, so I got to get on that. But I know, oh no, <laughs> I'm not. But oh my gosh, you will 
cry. I need a play-by-play of your emotions when you do watch it. I'm just throwing that out there. I need a play-by-play of your emotions. (laughs) I've already was super sad when he's going down the like walkway in his underwear and everybody's laughing at him and he can read lips and he knows what they're saying. (sighs) I know. I know. Uh, well, when you're when you're ready to dive back in, you have to give me a play by play. I want all the emotions. <laughs> I will. I bet um, I'll cry. I bet you're gonna cry. <laughs> yes. Now, okay. Next up, let's talk about our beloved character Ko Minamoto, our little amateur exorcist from a renowned That's family of exorcists. So oh my gosh, I love Ko. And he's a knight in armor that doesn't, like, his armor doesn't fit well enough. Like, he's still in training, so, like, his armor's, like, loose on him. He's just, oh. I know. And, I like, he is so precious. Like, his little crush on Nene is so oh. stinking cute. Um, But, okay, I want to talk about the first time, like, we meet him. Um when he burns his hands from his exorcism tool and Hanako puts the seal on it, easily overpowers him. Um, You know, we meet him, like, obviously not very good at it. Um, (laughs) But he is... (laughs) But he is so determined to be the right kind of exorcist. Um, And you see that evolve in later episodes. Like, You'd think that with him and his clan and his lineage, that he would easily fall in line with exercising all the supernaturals, especially Hanako, no questions asked. But you see that for him, being the kind of exorcist that he wants to be, he wants to suss out the supernaturals beforehand. He wants to get to know them. And you can see how he's becoming more self-aware as opposed to like coming in blazing hot with tools that he can't even handle um trying to take on the baddest and the toughest before he's ready so it's really interesting and cool to see his growth over the next few episodes i think it's so cute too because Nene's reading that manga about like a knight yeah. shining armor trying to save a damsel because you know it's a love story and she's reading like oh I want my own knight shining armor and then there's Ko like with his <laughs> it's like a trident no is it I know it's a trident when it's out but is it like a it's a umbrella right before he he hides it, it yeah in an umbrella yeah he has the umbrella and he's like I'll save you and she's like oh a handsome knight to save me and then it did not go as planned she's like never mind he's not he's not the knight that I was thinking of but oh exactly but I'm not gonna lie in addition to me crazily thinking that maybe Nene and Hanako could be a thing I also was like well maybe Nene and this co-kid will be a thing just because I want I don't know who I want more to be honest with you it's very hard for me I mean, I feel like the obvious would be Ko, but at the same right. time, I'm like, but well, there's Hanako. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, okay, I will say this. Occasionally, people will hear, will hear like a joke about Ko's earring, 
And so I wanted to give more context about that. But Coe's earring is actually a traffic safety amulet or an omamori as a pierce, and he wears it as a piercing. And so mamori means protection, and there's different kinds of protection or blessings that an omamori, O-M-A-M-O-R-I, so omamori uh, may provide. So it's kind of cool. And there's a couple of things that if you ever get one, you should do these things. One, um, they are never to be opened um, in order to avoid losing their protective benefits. I feel like the Japanese people are very superstitious. And I can say that because my grandma was crazy suspicious. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> she's they- superstitious. Oh, yeah, super duper. Um, <laughs> you can't open the amulets, otherwise, they lose their protective benefits. Um, They are carried on one's person or tied to a backpack or purse, or in Ko's case, an earring, a fashion (laughs) statement for sure. And sometimes these amulets are replaced once a year to ward off bad luck from the previous year. Um, It's not fully necessary, but for those people who do, to dispose of an omamori, um, people either return them to the shrine or the temple that they purchased it originally so that they can just replace it with a new one and the uh, people who work at the shrine can dispose of them or the omamoris are burned, not thrown away as a sign of respect to a deity that's assisted that person, which Mm. I just think is so cool. So I had to share that. Um, it's not just a cool earring. It's an actual omamori. And I guess Ko just wants to travel safely wherever he goes. So that's why he wears it. That's even more endearing. I didn't know that. I kind of want to get an earring now. <laughs> I know. Um, I ser- Well, my grandma gave, I think, my cousin um, one of those he lived across the street from her and she gave him one when he got his driver's license. And I was like, that is so freaking cool. I oh, want one, so but I never smart. got one. So <laughs> she knew we would drive safely. <laughs> uh, I she guess so. Me. Maybe, maybe my grandma thought I already was a superior driver, but there you go. <laughs> so <laughs> grandma. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah. So anyway, Co. Probably one of my favorites. Now, the mm-hmm. voice actor who voices him in the Japanese version is Chiba Shoya. And he's also voiced Shine? Shine? S-H-I-N-E-I. Shine. I think it's Shine, everyone. Sorry if I botched that. Uh, Shine oh. from 86. And then Kiyotaka from classroom of the elite and Kazuma from Haikyuu. So Haikyuu. I love Haikyuu. I know. Oh, there you go. That's how you pronounce it. I haven't watched a single one of those shows. Oh, it's good. (laughs) I don't know. I struggle with any sport anime, but especially volleyball because that was like my jam in high school. So I know I'm going to I'm afraid. I'm afraid. So I haven't watched it. (laughs) 
Oh, you let me know how inaccurate it is, but <laughs> I think it's cute. <laughs> yeah. No shade. I just, I'm personally scared uh, to try it. Oh, but, yeah. uh, Kaylee, tell us about Who Voices Co. in English. Okay. Um, he's not as well known. He's done some stuff. His Tyson Reinhardt. And he voices Hugo from Attack on Titan. <gasps> okay. Yep. Um, have you seen Death Parade? No. Oh, it's so it's really good. It's a darker one too, but he is Novum, which I believe is one of the main characters. And oh. um Full Metal Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, he's Bobby. And I can't oh. remember who Bobby is. And I'm on episode 59 of Brotherhood, so do you remember who Bobby is? <laughs> no! But you know Neither. what? Good for him for getting in that beloved show. Oh gosh, yeah. I'm like so happy to get to the end. I'm so close. I'm gonna Google <laughs> it right now. Who's Bobby? Oh, he was an engineer that worked on in Fort Briggs. So he worked with General Armstrong. But I still don't remember. He had a hat. <laughs> I still wouldn't know. <laughs> I know nope. General Armstrong, though, but yeah, But I think he does a really good job in this anime. I think maybe this will be the one that gets him bigger role, like roles. I'm sure I missed some that were bigger than this one, but I think he's really good. I really like it a lot. I love him as Co. So fingers crossed. Okay, so let's talk about Aoi Akane. Now, of course, we're not going to talk about all the beloved characters, but we're going to wrap up this section with Aoi because Aoi is Nene's BFF and pretty much everyone's crush. <laughs> and she's the 411. She knows all of these rumors. Aoi, oh. I'm watching you, girl. Like, there's something about you. <laughs> okay, I need to share my theory okay um and i feel like she is so mysterious and i want everyone to know that there was a show spoiler button on owie's profile on mal and i did not click it Ooh, so <laughs> there's something there's something extra to her i did not click it but i have a theory that owie is more significant of a person than just a normal student who's friends with Nene and just happens to know every single crazy school mystery rumor. Like she's not a rumor generator by choice or by circumstance. I guess what I'm trying to say is she seems more significant. Like the fact that she knows all of the mysteries, even before Nene, who is literally the assistant to the leader of the school mysteries. Like she knows right. them before she does. So I feel like she is a plant of some kind or she is some, someone or some thing. And she's not just a simple student or friend. That's my theory yeah. about her. I totally agree. There has to be because she's like, hey, Nene, have you heard of this rumor? No, Owie, how did you hear about it? Like, like who is telling you this information? <laughs> for real. I have follow-up questions for you, Owie. Who told you? I want to know right, who Owie. started this rumor train. I want to know who your boss is, Owie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but okay, we really get to know Owie, though, 
with the Misaki stairs. And okay, scale of one to ten. How terrifying is the concept of the Misaki stairs to you? Like, everything about Aoi disappeared. Even her mom had no clue who Aoi was. Like, didn't even recognize that she was missing a daughter. Because literally, your whole everything vanishes if you get sucked into these stairs. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how terrifying is the concept of these stairs to you? Like, a good 8. I think. Eight? And then a full time step on the stair. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like for me, I'm like, this is like, I don't know. I feel like that would probably be one of the scariest realms, in my opinion. So like, to me, I feel like it's a solid 10. We don't know all the realms, but I feel like it is up there. Solid 10, in my opinion. But I will say, okay. When they did get to the realm, the Misaki Stairs realm, it totally gave me Spirited Away Studio Ghibli vibes. No way, yeah. I didn't even connect that. It so did. Yeah, like with the like when she goes to Yubaba's bathhouse and like goes through that town, it totally made me think that. Yeah, I see that. I wonder if they got inspiration from that. I I wonder too, because it is crazy beautiful. Everyone tell me if you think that, if you think the same thing or if I'm just crazy, um, seeing things that are not there, but, but yeah, the Misaki stairs, so scary, so freaky. And of course I just, I love that Nene has her as a friend, but I think She's the most popular girl. She's the most popular girl in school, according to Nene. Yet she's friends with Nene. And not to say popular girls, like, you know, are mean or and should ignore people like Nene. But I'm just like, she feels like a deliberate cog in Nene's story wheel, in my opinion. So. Which. And which we could be like totally wrong, and she's just like a device that the <laughs> mangaka was just like, this is just gonna be <laughs> someone that helps people know what the rumors are. But that is, <laughs> I hope not. I hope I hope she does have it bigger. And I know we'll discuss this later. But in the manga, we learned some other things that she's connected to, but not just how she knows these rumors. Oh, so. I'm excited! Everyone, get excited. We'll see if our theories stack up. Needless yeah. to say. So. Yeah. But um, okay, for anyone who's wondering, Aoi is voiced by the Japanese voice actor Sai- uh, Sato Minako. And guess what? That is what? her first and only voice acting role ever. No way. as Aoi. No yeah, I I know. I was like, huh, there is literally nothing else here. Wow, it's like, it's just so cool. I don't know. Like, that's good. I know. Not crazy. Just to see what she sounds like. I'm like, all right, she did good. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Um, But okay, who voices the English dub? Emily Neves, who is um, Aerie from My Hero. So how cute, right? (gasps) 
Yes. Little girl with a horn. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, I don't know if you ever seen this, but Demon Girl Next Door. I think it's just nope. a high dive. Super cute. So funny. Um, and one of my favorites. Um, and she plays Lilith there. So when oh, I was like, oh, yeah. but yeah, she does. Um, <laughs> and she's done other things, but I thought that was really cool for those two. But I did want to talk about um, Ko's brother, Tiro. <gasps> yes. Let's talk because about him. In the dubbed, he's Bert Holt from Attack on Titan. Yes. He is Todoroki from My Hero. So our eyes are hot. Yes. And then I know we both love parasites. Like we, that's one of our things that we mm-hmm. really have in common. And she, um, it's Mita, M-I-T-A. Oh, yeah. Wait. Yeah. M-I-T. Yeah. So oh, don't remember so... what that is. I said parasite. And I was like, hey, we love parasite. So <laughs> we do. Oh, man. That's so good. I did not get his voice actors. Um, but yeah, nope. I love I that he voiced. Um, Hanako is Deku. And then um, Ko's brother is Todoroki. Oh my gosh, I love that. Oh, I know. Like, all together. Like, I wonder what it's like to be a voice actor where you have, like, your co-workers from one show and then it's, like, the same and you just keep, like, working with them. I don't know. I feel like that's cool. Or is that just the norm for the industry? I don't know. I have so many questions. the norm because you see Chris Chabot, which is one of my favorites, He's in so much because he's awesome. So I feel like, <laughs> like, hey, what's up, Chris? Like, good to see you again. <laughs> Seriously, I just, oh, so many questions. Um, but okay, I think that's a wrap for our beloved characters. So let's just do some like rapid fire thoughts on our other characters. What were your yeah. thoughts on Minamoto Senpai, aka Ko's big brother and Nene's crush? In a word, what do you think? protective oh um like especially of co yes also duty probably oh very good i'm going to um say mine in two words too perfect i feel like Mm -hmm. he's a little too perfect and that scares me is it a facade we shall see is what i'm saying yeah um Okay. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. Now, good or bad, what are your thoughts on Aoi's advice on dating in the confession tree episode? She said, you try going out with him. For one, you need the experience. Uh, For one, you need the experience. Dating is about more than just looks. And it's not like you have anything else going on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, for one hour, she has gardening, and she's making cute bento boxes that I would eat. So I know! I don't know about that, but experience, if I learned that a guy dated me because he wanted experience in the dating field, I would be hella pissed. <laughs> like, that's hurtful. I know! I was like, like Allie! I just need experience. We'll win some girls. I don't know. I don't know about I that, know. but I... I I do I mean the looks part is right like that's not everything and I totally understand that part I agree with but everything else I don't know you gotta 
get your popular girl panties off or something because I don't understand what you mean. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, Owie, this is a mixed bag of advice. Right. I just like want to pull these girls aside and be like, can I just tell you a little bit about uh, how you should treat dating? But yeah. <laughs> and not this. <laughs> I know it's like, wow, I am such a 30-year-old. But anyway, um, her advice cracked me up and it was a mixed bag. Okay, next rapid fire thing. With Hanako's apology to Nene after the confession tree and Nene's realization that she didn't know anything about Hanako, did you feel things? What were your thoughts? Because I felt things and thought things. Oh my gosh, I think that was the first time I simped for them. <laughs> Honestly, when I first time I was like, oh my gosh, why am I? Do I? Am I into this? Do I like this? <laughs> um, I I think it was the first time that we really saw that Hanako has more than, like more than meets the eye, right? Like we know he's the protector of the school, but he still like, I don't know. I think he really cares for her. Like, I hope so anyway. Like, I don't know. I felt, I was just like, oh, and then he held her and he's like, you can cry as long as you need to. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think for me, all of the cutesy crushes were, or the cutesy flirtation on his side was so stinking cute. But when he genuinely apologized because he realized, crap, I went too far. And um, he just genuinely apologized. Didn't try to, like, hide it or say, like, oh, snap out of it or whatever. It was just the sweetest. And then, of course, Nene realized, like, wait a second. I don't know anything about him. And she kind of realizes that she's been kind of a little self-centered or sucked into her own thoughts, her own world and just processing all the new stuff she's learning with the exception that she's never made an effort to even get to know Hanako. So I think this was actually a really good moment for both of them. Um, Kind of a turning point for both of them. Hanako realizing that he went too far with Nene and then Nene realizing that she needs to make more of an effort to get to know Hanako and not just think about herself. Yeah. And that's what I love about Nene is that she's a character that, yeah, she has flaws, but she very quickly and accurately knows what she's doing wrong. Like when she first turns into a fish and gets that scale, she's like, wow, I just did that because of I'm how selfish can I be? Like how could I just do this without thinking because I wanted some guy I barely know to like me. So I was I, like, oh, Nene. I, I, I like that about her because in a lot of anime, it takes three seasons for them to understand that they're doing something wrong or getting out of their heads. So the, in this series, it's very, she does something wrong. She understands what she needs to do next and why she did it. So it's refreshing, I think. Oh, uh, yes, I agree. Um, okay. Rapid fire thought. What do you think about number five? School mystery, Mr. Suchigamori. I love him. <laughs> I love I think, him too. I just, he's a weird little spider thing. And I'm like, why am I into this kind of stuff? I don't know. <laughs> he reminds me of Soul Eater a lot. I don't know if you've ever seen it. 
Yes. Like, uh, fine. I don't know. And then I just, and you know, with the, am I going to spoil too much? I can't remember if this is in there. Yeah, it's in the book. But you realize with his history with Hanako, I mean, that's just deeper than we even know their connection. So I don't know. Yes. I love that. Now I will and say. it's funny that they have a supernatural teaching. It's like, what right. is this school about? <laughs> well, that's what I'm I'm like, okay, who's the principal? Because he literally, <laughs> Sushigamori was literally Hanako's teacher when he was alive. And now he's still teaching. Who is the principal? Who's the school board? Like, is this all <laughs> fake? <laughs> there is no school board. This isn't it's- a real school. <laughs> Exactly. I just like I have questions, um, but okay. Also, you know, okay. There's like a little audio on TikTok where it's like, "This is my, this is my kind of simp. This is the character who, um, that's like my conventional one. This is my first simp. This is my blah blah blah." And then there's one where it's like, "This is my." Um, this is my simp that makes me question my mental health or something. <laughs> I can't remember, but there's a little audio and this one. Okay. And with this audio, people posted like Dobby from my hero academia, which oh, I'm like, God, I thought you meant from Harry Potter for a second. I was like, yeah, that would make me question my mental health. too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. Dobby. <laughs> I was like, my hero academia. I, okay, yeah. I mean, what? You don't think so? Oh, gosh. The stitches? Oof. Oh, my, okay. Wow. Wow. Well, I don't get it, but I will say Mr. (laughs) Sukikomori is my guy in this, because I'm like, he is literally an emo spider teacher. I know. Like, (laughs) I don't know what it is. But well, yeah. Nothing about it. You like what you like and that's all that matters. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, he makes me question things. Um, okay. And now rapid fire. Last one. What are your thoughts on numbers two, school mystery Yako? Oh, I think that's my favorite arc so far. Other than one that we'll discuss later is this, um, the stairs. I just right. love how it starts, like the creepy stairs and then the dolls, like, oh, no, thank you. But please give me more because I love the creepiness. And then when Ko is trying to save her from this, the scissors and it hits his arm because it's a doll arm. Oh, that made me <laughs> like, what is happening? Hanako, do your thing where you flip out your cape <laughs> with the knife. And he's like, I can't do that right now. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It seriously is so funny. And then like, she's like this beautiful figure person, but then she also can transform into a fox. And I just think that is so freaking cool mm-hmm. and scary about her. Um, but yeah, the Misaki scares, or uh, stares, scares. The mis- scary stares. <laughs> yes, the scary stares, the Misaki stares. Um, yeah is literally the coolest so yeah i agree with you but are there any other things that you just like loved about the first six episodes that you want to mention 
other than the stairs, oh, it was just oh, so good. I think what was my favorite, the girl who does the radio, her voice, <sighs> so good. Um, I got that voice actor too, actually. Um, oh man, you're so good. I didn't get it. <laughs> oh yeah. At work, I was like doing my job and writing down things and Googling real quick. I was like, I got homework to do. Megan's waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do, I just love the start and like how you get this rumors. Like these rumors, just like high school, right? Like I went to a very small high school. There's 600 oh. in the whole whole school. So if you Whoa. did something, they're going to know about the next period. And Whoa. I like how... Like, it revolves around these ghosts and supernatural beings have to abide by these rumors. Like, it's just so much power and word, right? I don't know. I just love that about it. Oh, I love that, too. Very cool. And also, my husband went to a school with less than 400 people. So, literally, my graduating high school class, which was the smallest out of our whole school, was bigger than his entire school like high school yeah yeah, you went to like a college (laughs) I know I'm like dang (laughs) seriously um but yeah I love that you mentioned that like rumors and words have power in them and you know kind of just be careful with your words I think that that's a very good moral if we're like thinking about what that would be um my last favorite thing, well, my last two favorite things. Um, one, I think I think I love the four o'clock library as well. Not for the same reasons as the Misaki stairs. I think that the premise of the four o'clock library is super cool. Mr. Suchigamori, also cool. <laughs> and I think I think that this is a really significant time for Nene to take a step in learning more about Hanako um, because then it leads her to Tsuchikamori's Yorishiro uh, mm-hmm. so we get the flashback and I just feel like we learned so much about Hanako through that so oh yeah I love I, that I, I, do love it. I love how she can't resist looking at her future like because who can't like if you had that kind of power and oh she's like, gosh. who am I going to end up with? Because of course she wants to talk. Oh, she wants to see what boy she was ending up with, right? Because Right. Okay. But, oh, like, I love that a lot. I know. Do we know what Hanako's is? His, sh- I can't pronounce it. Yorishiro? Not yet. Yeah. I don't. Okay. Yeah, not yet. Oh, gosh. Okay. But what I'll would it be? <gasps> oh. Discuss or wait. What if his what if his Yorishiro? Oh no, I don't think so. There's we'll save it for the tea party. We'll save it for the tea party episode in part two because that's where it happens. Remind me, remind me. Um okay, but my last favorite thing is the opening song to the whole anime series. I have that on my my playlist. (laughs) Actually, I listened to it on the way here. On the way Me home. too. I'm like, got to get pumped for the podcast, and I was like, "Yes, it's seriously." A like, okay, I want everyone to know. I will unapologetically fast forward through any opening or closing song. Like, uh, if I'm just not feeling it, I won't. 
this is the probably only, well, one of the few opening songs that I will listen to because I genuinely freaking love it. And I think it's awesome. Yeah. As I say, this one in Noragami season one. Noragami, 100% also that. Hamasami Kiss, I love that one. Just Yep. And it was another one. Attack on Titan season four. I love the rumbling. Interesting. I love the first one. And oh, the first one's good too. Yeah. And there's another one. But yeah, there's a very short list. Oh, and Naruto. One of Naruto's openings where it's by seven exclamation point exclamation point. That's the band name. Mm. Um. But yeah, I'm sorry, very small list of the songs that I listen to. And this one is just such a banger. I freaking love it. So yeah, I think that's it's like number seven from someone. <laughs> Jibaku. Yeah, Jibaku Shonen Band. I know Shonen was in the name. Yep. So yeah, definitely listen to it if you haven't, guys. It's so good. Well, you will be because you'll be watching the show. So Never mind. You'll you'll listen to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. No one fast forward through it. Don't be like me usually and listen to it because it's so freaking cool. Right. But, or at least listen to it once or twice. Right. Right. Well, then, everyone, that is a wrap. Sorry we couldn't get through all of it in one episode, but we will be talking about the next six episodes, episodes seven through 12. In our next episode, if you like what you heard, of course, feel free to send it to a friend, get them to join us. It will be a good time. If you'd like to support the podcast, the best way you can do this is to share it with a friend or give us a review. It all helps us so much. I am so freaking excited to talk to you next week more about Toilet Bound Hanukkah-kun. Um, I am getting all jumbled here because I literally had to scroll down to my (laughs) notes to close. (laughs) But yeah, if you have any thoughts, I would love to hear them. Feel free to email at littlebitweebish at gmail.com or give us a DM on Instagram or TikTok. Kaylee, if people want to find you and talk to you, where can they find you? I am on Instagram at awkwardkaylee. Um, that's awkward and Kaylee spelled K-A-Y-L-E-A-A. <laughs> yeah, just uh, shoot me a friend request. I love to be friends with weaves and talk about some toilet stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> love it. Okay, well, thank you everyone so much. We will see you next week. Bye.